Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today we have a special Authors at a Glance episode. As you guys know, I love popping me some cherries, and today I am popping the cherry of Adam Stewart Charleston, our author of the day. We were really excited because he actually went on our website and filled out the form and asked to be on the podcast, which made us feel like we were celebrities. And I was really excited to say yes, because you guys know I like to support indie authors, and we like to have diversity on our podcast a really interesting lgbtqia sort of like hatfields meet the mccoy's magical feud situation between these two families and the erotica was great the writing was fun um i will say it does not end in a traditional ega but he is writing books two and three as we speak so you guys I had a great time. I also want to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Thank you guys for supporting us on the podcast. We have some lovely new patrons and we are going to be doing a special episode with Shawnee to thank you guys and tell you all about what's upcoming on Romance at a Glance this year. That will be coming at you pretty soon. And I just want to say I love you guys. If you guys want to join the Patreon community, you can go to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance. Remember, we are explicitly awesome. And you actually have to type it into your browser or hit one of the links in the podcasting app that you're listening to us in because you cannot search for us. Without further ado, my friends, let's get this shit pop a poppin'. Romance at a glance. Uh huh. Romance. At a glance. What you say now? At a glance. Go ahead, girl. Well, hello, Adam. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, I'm really excited because you were one of the first authors to reach out to us on our website, which felt really cool to have someone be like, I want to come on your show and talk to you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was really cool. Like when I was going through the different, uh, you know, you know, I was like kind of searching for the ones that like, I think I could, uh, you know that were a good fit for me. And I think mm-hmm. I started on, I think I got on it. I think uh, I could be wrong, but I think the first, first thing I heard you guys was saying is like penises, 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 penises. And I was like, Oh, that feels right. I think these, I think these ladies are for me. <laughs> that feels, that feels like something that we've said before. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I was especially excited because we try to, you know, have a wide variety of different kinds of authors, different kinds of books. I was excited because um, we've had one other male author, him and his wife write books together, mm-hmm. but you're our first uh, solo male author on the show, which is really exciting. Oh, wow. How did you start? Like, have you always been a writer your whole life or did you just recently start um, writing? I Honestly, I, in one form or another, um, I've always been a little bit of everything, but writing is uh, is like always been the the main thing that I always keep coming back to, like, like, I don't know, like third grade, fourth grade, whatever, like, you know, how they make you write stories and whatever. And they're always like, just, I remember, I remember the moment and I'm like, wait a minute, wouldn't it be interesting if instead of just having the story end, something happens and stops the story from ending. And then, then maybe it gets worked out some way. And mm-hmm. that is when I discovered conflict. And I was like, Oh, I, I enjoy this very much. And then it just kind of uh, expressed itself in everything I do. You know, I'm like, I, I started, you know, writing stories and then uh, I got into, uh, you know, music and I was writing music and songs for, you know, a long time and writing uh, screenplays. And then I wrote a, a 12 arc uh, television thing. And it's actually what, what got me into novels was writing that, that television uh, season mm-hmm. because I wrote it and it was fine. It was fun. It was really cool. And I'm ready to uh, send it out, you know, mm-hmm. like to, to whoever. 
and I did all this research and I'm like finding people and I came up with like, I don't know, 400 names, like, like four pages worth of people. Mm-hmm. And then for my birthday that year, my wife bought me a book that said guide to literary agents. And the book was like this thick, like, mm-hmm. like a tome. And I start looking through it and I'm like, Oh, these are for books. Mm. And I looked at the four pages and I looked at the humongous Bible and I said, I'm moving to fiction and mm. just straight up just started just writing novels. It was, it was really cool. It was one of those things. It's like, you ever have those things in life where you're like, I can never do that. And you can mm-hmm. go for years and years and years. And then one day you're like, why not? Wait, why, why can't I do that? And then yeah. you just start doing it. And that's what, that's what the novels were for. It's just, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I just started, like, my goal was, okay, I'll divide it into three parts. Mm-hmm. And if I can get each part to be 100 pages, that'll be a 300-page book. Mm-hmm. That book turned out to be 1,100 pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's a long book, even for mm. me. And I read a lot of long books. But uh, what are your favorite books that, like, you read previously were you into romance were you into science fiction fantasy because you have obviously like witches and sort of paranormal elements yeah i i was honestly i was you know i i've always been kind of drawn i don't know maybe it's just because i grew up in the 80s so i've always been kind of drawn to just sex and violence and you know just Mm -hmm. gratuitous whatever and and um when i was writing that first book i was i was hanging out with a a friend of mine she writes the you know, kind of like erotica and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that, but I just started reading her work and I was like, this looks so fun. I'm going to try that. And I just, you know, put a scene in that humongous book that I wrote. And I was like, oh, I, I enjoy this very much. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I just, uh, I listened to a lot of audio books. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of more how I uh, engage. And I just started, you know, just listening to them. I just started listening to, uh, you know, just I would like just buy like a compilation, you know, of this kind of thing and that kind of thing and just start seeing how the mechanics played out and see what was interesting to me and what wasn't interesting to me. And in general, everything I write about, um, there's basically like one kind of theme. It's been through my music. It's been through any TV screenplay stuff I've write. It all kind of comes down to um, the value of friendship and um love taking you out of uh chaos Mm. you know like that's the the, that's the that's the stability is is love when everything else is all crazy around you and uh that kind of just it started to come together um Mm -hmm. you know my second book was a reaction to the first book each book i write is kind of a reaction to the book before it Mm-hmm. And I wrote this 1100 page book and I had no idea that, that was not what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of started to, you know, talk to people in the industry and learn about stuff and whatever. And they're like, no, you want about, you know, this is what you should be doing. So I was like, oh, okay. And I wrote that book and started to weave stuff in, started to weave, you know, because originally like, like way, way, way back, it was just, I wrote violence and, and, you know, gratuitous stuff like that, just because to do that because it was fun like that and I just enjoyed mm-hmm. it. But the more I got into this and the more, I've written about eight books and the, the more mm-hmm. I started to write, the uh, more it became not so much about the, uh, the thing itself, mm-hmm. but how the thing itself changes the story and changes the character. 
Yeah. So you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like uh, story, 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 guy gets punched in the face. Story, 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 right. story. You know, two people, uh, you know, have sex in the back of a car. It, it's like, right. it's like, why does this stuff, how does this stuff happen? And how is it a natural extension of what is going on and how does it change people because i mean every time you do anything with anybody it changes you to some degree and especially something as intimate as violence or uh sex that alters you that changes you and that's kind of that's become sort of a i use it as a like a vehicle it's it's, it's, at this point it's just it just is just i don't plan anything (laughs) no i just kind of just let go where it was going to go, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, the, uh, the, the feud book, the one that I'm, I'm, I've got mm-hmm. up on Amazon now, um, was kind of a reaction to the book I'd written before it, mm-hmm. which was, uh, called, uh, kill those Nazi bastards. And it started out as, uh, a, you know, I thought I'd write a fun book where a couple of the characters, they fight some like Indiana Jones Nazis, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like no mm-hmm. ticket, you know? And then Charlottesville happened and mm. the book took on a different form for me and uh, it became a serious thing and I got very into it and it was a very heavy book and toward the end of it I started to get uh, I don't know how to put this I started to get very obsessive and compulsive about the book mm. as, mm-hmm. as I can do with certain things and it sort of took over Mm-hmm. and it just was not a fun experience anymore and it was not enjoyable so yeah i didn't want to give up writing but i knew that i couldn't do that that way sure. anymore so i said i need to just come up with some kind of paradigm where i don't do any of that where i can just write about whatever i want whatever mm-hmm. i'm feeling that day wherever it goes whatever happens i doesn't even have to connect to the thing before it it just I feel like writing about this. I feel writing mm-hmm. about that. Let's do this, whatever. So um, I just kind of formed this uh, paradigm, you know, this, uh, you know, setup that mm-hmm. is a uh, feud where I'm like, all right, I've got kind of uh, Game of Thrones meets the Jersey Shore meets <laughs> uh, Hatfields and McCoys, with, mm-hmm. you know, with some magic. And, um, you know, and it was just kind of like, all right, we'll have this one character, you know, there's, the feud is like at a truce kind of thing. Like it's not happening. It's like a generational thing, but they've kind of called a truce as long as the protagonist doesn't come back to town. And then the t- protagonist comes back to town. And from that point on, it's literally just me like throwing characters at each other. <laughs> you know, like I, there's no plot. I'm like, let me just see what happens when this character and that character run into each other. And based on who they are and what they do and, and, and whatever's wrong with them, <laughs> something <laughs> happens. And it's, you know, like, I, I like, there's, I don't worry about plot, story, any of it. Like, it's just, to me, to me, it's like, for, for writing for me is about, it's about character. It's about dialogue. And it's about, uh, it's about texture. Like what's running neat. Like, you know, you know, when like you meet somebody, right. And you have that, uh, there's that, that, textural connection that you have with them like you, like no matter what the circumstances a relationship or a coworker or a friend or whatever and you feel that kind of there's a vibe mm-hmm. that's what's important to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean so something can be happening and a lot of times 
especially as I moved on, I'm writing the third book now. And the more I do it, uh, the more I just stop even caring about any of it, about grammar or whatever. This is, this is for the draft, the draft. I just, sure. and now I just, it's all about the vibe. It's all about, uh, it's all about just, just what's interesting at that time. Well, I will say that I just finished it and it's definitely the most, in terms of what you're saying, where they're like, it jumps around from character to character and like they sort of meet in these interesting ways. It's almost like reading like a lot of, um, like like little novellas or short stories within a larger mm-hmm. sort of world. Like if you're watching a TV show, there might be one episode that's focused on, you know, XYZ characters. And then the next episode might be focused on ABC characters. And then they all sort of fit into this greater sort of like mythology of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that you included a lot of like, it wasn't just all like male, female character pairings. Like you included a lot of different LGBTQIA like sure. um, characters and pairings and sort of different pairings, like is that something that you had thought of ahead of time? Is that something that just came out through the writing with the characters? Um, well, some of it, honestly, it was reactionary. The first couple of books I wrote were basically all just straight white guys. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, this is boring now. <laughs> and then I just started to just branch out. And, and I found that um, I really, really enjoy writing uh, female pro, you know, main characters Mm-hmm. I mean, I like writing man characters and I like writing male characters, whatever, but it's like, where can I go with this that I haven't gone before? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to me, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of like crime tough guy dialogue. Mm-hmm. And it sounds way cooler coming out of the, the mouth of a woman or, or, or even like an LGBTQ character that you wouldn't mm-hmm. expect that to come from. Mm-hmm. And like, they say some just like, you know, come at me, bro, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, it like registers, at least for me to write it, like it registers so much more, uh, you know, it's it's more fun, it's more impactful. And, more impactful. And I, yeah. And, you know, I got, you know, I got a lot of friends in that community and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just drawn to it. I'm just drawn to, let me, mm-hmm. you know, let me see what can go where and where it can go where and what haven't I, uh, what haven't I done yet? Yeah, I like the, um, I always like a good like world of magic too, because I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for like a paranormal. Yeah. And I like when the rules of like whatever the magical system are consistent. So I appreciate that because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than reading. And then like at the end of the book, they're like, oh, and they solved it. And you're like, well, why didn't they do that on page one? What, what have I been mm-hmm. here the whole time for? Like trying yeah. to figure out how you're going to solve this. And, and mm-hmm. you just broke your own rules. And that's how you solved it. Did that come from like sort of a free free flow writing or did you already in your mind kind of know what what the magical system would be um i didn't know anything (laughs) nothing um i said all right let me make these let me make the wyatt family we'll make them witches that would be good and then we'll make the selfridge family psychics and let's see where that goes because and it's kind of fun because it it is a consistent system but it's also completely open-ended. Like if I threw right. anything out of these characters, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. to me, like the thing I like to write about the most, like the thing that interests me the most is I love writing about characters that do things that are not in their best interest. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of characters. Mac is really not, Mac and Greg are really not swinging for the fences and making good decisions. No. <laughs> No, it's, 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 I mean, cause it's like, this is, this is what interests me and it interests me in life too, right? It's like a real easy question, right? 
would you rather think about something that makes you happy or something mm. that makes you sad? Happy. Happy, right? That seems like a pretty, uh, but nobody does that. That's you know what I mean? ruminate like, so, on all the anxieties yeah, like so and all the bad with, things. With such you an get, obvious, yeah. you know, go to the good, you know, we all kind of like, well, what's this thing that, you know what I mean? And, and it's like, to me, it's like, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. And what's what's actually going on underneath what's going on mm-hmm. that makes us think this, you know, thing that's going to make me unhappy is the thing that's going to make me happy. And then as far as writing goes, that, I mean, that's just so fruitful for conflict and character change and development and things going wrong. And because, um, and that actually, that came out of something too, where I started to write about characters and I would catch myself and I'm like, that person would never do that. Mm-hmm. And then I go, well, what if you just admitted that, mm-hmm. you know, rather than trying to sneak through like some thing that doesn't work, just be like, um, he did this thing knowing it was stupid, but he did it yeah. anyway. Perfect. And then, and then it's like, I mean, oh, cause well, we've all done that. We've all like drank that extra drink or mm-hmm. hit on the person we knew we shouldn't have mm-hmm. or gone to mm-hmm. the college we knew wasn't the college for us or, or whatever yeah. the decision is. All of us mm-hmm. have made that decision, especially, mm-hmm. especially cause like, um, several of your characters have varying different kinds of mental illness or addiction or things like yeah. that. And I think that also definitely plays in because like someone who has bipolar, they're not going to make the right decision or what quote unquote, what we would maybe consider as a reader, the right decision Mm -hmm. because they are not thinking clearly while they're in an episode, Um, which I thought was really interesting how that played in with like the magical element. And also certainly, you know, how each family member just, you know, interacts with someone with mental illness in a very different way. Yeah. That was a, that was a, that was important. That was another kind of thing with the book is it's like, uh, without going into too much, you know, detail about whatever they mm-hmm. say, write what you know. Mm-hmm. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it just, it was a, it was so much more, it took on this kind of journal quality while I was writing. It, it was just, all right, this is how I'm feeling today. This is what's mm-hmm. going on today. These two people are fighting or these two people are, get into an argument or this person's going to do this thing that is just, why would you do that? <laughs> and, you know, just let it kind of bounce off of each other and let the, the whole story, you mentioned uh, like a Netflix kind of show. I kind of use mm-hmm. that structure, mm-hmm. like where I, w- I wanted to write something where you could kind of root for whoever you wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, like if you want to root for Mac, you can root for Mac. If you want to root for Greg or Nessa or Rachel or whoever, you know, whatever you feel about them at the time, you can do that. And you don't feel uh, like I'm trying to force you or make you do something. And you said you've, you're already writing like books, you know, two and three. So are you, cause it, you know, it's not ending in like, there's no, like, I mean, there are two main characters, I guess, but the, it's not like, I was in like a traditional romance novel. The two main characters are very prominent. And then there's like a couple sub characters, but in this, like the families, like there are quite a few characters who we get to spend time in their point of views and in their sort of life. Mm-hmm. Are you, not without spoiling like which characters would get a happily ever after, but are you at some point planning to sort of wrap it up into like a traditional HEA for, I don't want to say the main characters cause I don't want to mm-hmm. spoil things, but like the, some of the characters. Honestly, I have no idea. I have no idea where this is going. 
at all. And that's what makes it fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, like, um, there's obviously going to, I mean, there has to be some kind of eventual resolution, resolution mm-hmm. between Mac and Greg, but again, with, with this, with this series, the main character, I mean, Mac is the protagonist, mm-hmm. but the main character is sunshine beach and the right. feud. That's the, right. that's the main thing. So when we're talking, when I'm talking about this character or that character, it's how do they exist in this world and what are they doing? You know, because sometimes I won't talk about Mac for chapters. You saw, I wouldn't talk about Mm -hmm. Mac Mac for chapters at a time, or Greg would be doing whatever he's doing. And, you know, but they're always kind of the fact that they exist Mm -hmm. to me is like they are just constantly, their very presence and their their aura and whatever is a constant agitator to everybody they know. Right. That's interesting. What so like you said, you've been listening to a lot of audiobooks. What what are some authors or some some like subgenres in in that space that have been sparking you? In terms of romance stuff, mm-hmm. or just honestly, um, you, you know, who I really like I really like uh, Caitlin R. Kiernan is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, she and she's kind of like that too, where she kind of just writes, and uh, she has a big uh, LGBTQ kind of vibe under it um so i mean i really enjoyed her work um and it's funny because i don't necessarily come at what i'm doing from a let me follow the romance genre uh tropes and mm-hmm. uh and uh structures like like you were saying in hea i kind of like hfn you know what i mean like mm-hmm. all right it's kind of working out for now but mm-hmm. all right, right. You know what I mean? Because it just it just keeps the it keeps it fresh for me. Um, love Cormac McCarthy, Laird Barron, Neil Gaiman, Stephen mm-hmm. King, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of like erotica, I just I don't know. I just put in the Audible search engine. I'm like you know whatever yeah. you know, a MMF or yeah. trans or sure. you know. I will say I will say that this the scenes sometimes were surprising only because. I'm used to reading more traditional romance. And so I was like, wait, what's happening now? Who's in this pairing? What's happening? But mm-hmm. I will say that you did a very good job of writing the erotica parts of the book. They were spicy. Thank you. They were Thank you. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad you enjoy yeah. it. They're really fun mm-hmm. to write. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny because like, I mean, if we're talking about the, uh, the mechanics of how to write that kind of stuff, um, the anatomy of the scene to me isn't about anatomy at all mm-hmm. you know what i mean like the second you say this you know the second you start talking about uh i don't know i don't know how this body um, part oh you can be it's explicit <laughs> so okay. as you said you heard an episode you of about, yeah you start talking about dicks and you start talking about mm-hmm. pussies and you start talking about mm-hmm. it's over it's over right. that's the mo- that's the money shot you know what mm-hmm. i mean because like and you can do that mm-hmm. and that has value you know if you're just looking you know he you know, rubbed his thing on her thing and they mm-hmm. got wet and then insertion and then mm-hmm. they had an orgasm, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine, which is good. Mm-hmm. But then you could write things like, you know, he, you know, prone on the bed, he pulled her hair and whispered right. in her ear the question. Right. And since she couldn't answer with her mouth, she answered with the bucking of her hips. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. tells you a story. Yeah. That gives you context. That gives you like, 
you know, it gives it that tension because it actually, you know, it actually matters. Yeah. Uh, Kind of going back to what you said earlier, where you were talking about how it should forward the story. We talk about this all the time, how some of the most explicit books aren't the sexiest books and how some of, but like some authors, but really what, what what I want to be there for is like the emotion and the vulnerability and like Mm -hmm. what it's saying about that character or what, how that's driving forward. Like, did they have sex? Like, let's say it's enemies to lover. Do they have sex early in the book? And maybe Mm -hmm. it wasn't like one or other of the parties was feeling unsure about it. And so, the other party was hiding themselves away or, or whatever the question is, is one person more dominant. And so they're like, you said, mm-hmm. pulling hair, like what's the vibe so that I can get yeah. into it and like figure out where I fit. And I totally agree with you. Um, we say this all the time with like using protection. It's like, you don't need to hit me over the head with it. Like all you need to do is say like ripped a wrapper, bam, I know what a wrapper is. I know what mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, right, or, like, right. You don't have to tell me like, his penis went in her vagina if you're saying they had sex like we all kind of know what's happening mm -hmm, the mechanics like tell me the fun behind it like was he Mm -hmm. grabbing her hips or smacking her ass or what was that where were they that's exactly exactly like because to me it's like once you say the thing that happens Mm -hmm. that's the money shot and the scene is over you know but like what's going on like there's that uh the, the first scene i'm not going to go into details because i really want people to read it and get into right. it whatever mm-hmm. but like the first real uh erotica scene mm-hmm. in the book between those two characters it's like it's happening and it is yeah. very graphic and it is very you know i mm-hmm. actually i had a uh um, a gay friend who's like and i am gay as hell and this turned me on <laughs> i was like that's that's about as good a compliment as you can get I mean, but um but I mean, she's there for very different reasons than he's there. Mm-hmm. And she thinks he's there for certain reasons. And he thinks she's there for certain reasons. And right. what's going on? But how do you, you know what I mean? Like, it's so, it's so much more, uh, again, it's, to me, like I said, like, I don't like to set out to do a story or a plot or whatever. But to me, the biggest thing in a story as anything like in life in general is change. How does this thing change that person? Right. If it, if it doesn't change that person or it doesn't forward that person's, you know, actions into doing things, it, why is it there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're not going to like count and be like, I need one, two, three, four, five sex scenes in this book. You're going to do as many or as little as are necessary to mm-hmm. make the, just, the book make sense. Yeah. And I don't plan them out, but just, I'm like, 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 you know, you know, basically everything I write is kind of like right before I write it. I'm kind of like, oh, wouldn't that be funny if that happened? Mm-hmm. And then I write it and then somehow it fits into the <laughs> uh, into the narrative. I mean, something I like to do, which is fun, is I try, if I can, to write myself into the biggest hole possible. Okay. Like, like, how do, like there is no way out of this conundrum particular scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no way out. And then figuring out a way to get out of that. Yeah. Like, to me, that's fun, especially with, with, with like erotica in general. Like, mm-hmm. when you make a decision, there's consequences. That has consequences. There's consequences <laughs> that, to those that decisions. That has consequences. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially in a, in a book where the, because the main characters aren't getting their happily ever after in this book, there's a mm-hmm. lot more time for them to be messy and to be, you know, perhaps fornicating with folk they should, quote unquote, should not if they're really, mm-hmm. you know, trying yeah. to be true to this person. 
because this book is definitely like if you were thinking classic tropes like an enemies to lovers mm-hmm. um and perhaps the series might eventually get into like a second chance romance but um at the moment it's definitely you know it's it's definitely like started at a place where they are they were the reason that this whole i also yeah. like kind of the almost like the mystery element of sometimes i feel like people do a little bit too much data dumping explaining right like at the beginning they would have thought like oh i should tell everyone like what happened four years ago in some sort of like conversation with Mm -hmm. another character or maybe just like straight exposition um and i liked that the it all sort of was revealed like in piecemeal throughout as you were Mm -hmm. going through and as different characters saw each other and they're like no you were the one who did that another person's like whoa me what and then like little bits and pieces kind of Mm-hmm. Like I will, I will tell you straight up. She was gone for four years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what she was doing for most of those four years. I still don't know. I like <laughs> by the time I got to the the very end of the second book, I brought in. Oh, that didn't go out very well, and that's why that's part of that. And then the third book, the past, you know, her four year past thing starts to come after her and how does that affect things and where does that come from and um again it's like i don't like to me like uh i at least for what i like to do Mm -hmm. i mean and again it's it's, i don't don't think there's one right way to do it but for me it's just i I do not like exposition at all Mm. at all just drop me in let me figure out if you know let me figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. yeah and to me, I like to like I let you know about my characters mostly through dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I just I love I love the back and forth, and um, it's it's that that to me is like part of the the the, the real meat of what I like is how these characters talk to each other. Definitely. So, how have you found your like indie author journey? So, like since switching from more of like a film screenplay sort of situation into being an indie author. Like, did you just kind of throw it up on Amazon? Did you take a class? Did, have you joined some writing groups? Like, how was that journey been for you? Well, I did all that stuff. Like, I joined some classes and, uh, you know, I, I did a lot of research. And um, the first book is just sitting in a shelf because it's unpublishable, as <laughs> I found out. You know, the second book, um, it's kind of a weird thing because the more I do this, I don't want to say the less invested in it I get, but the less... Uh, pressure I put on myself about it yeah you know what I mean like there's like like the second book that I I sent out to uh it was like a spy book with sci-fi and reptile people querying yeah 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 that that had some great sex scenes in it because one of the (laughs) characters was like a a reptoid you know that was like oh my god dude monster romance is big make it a traditional HEA bro rewrite it make it a traditional HEA monster romance I'm telling you it was it was it was so it was so fun to write that like just all of a sudden like I'm just writing and then and then blah 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 his double headed cock I went mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. and yeah uh, take anyway. out take out like a portion and make it like a monster novella or something yeah, like that I could I could um, but this is a weird thing about that second book I sent out my first round of query letters you know you send out ten you wait a mm-hmm. month you blah blah blah. Uh, I didn't get finished sending out the first 10 before somebody got back to me and said, sounds interesting. Send me the book. Wow. So naturally I was like, well, this is fate. (laughs) That was easy. 
Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to move on to this, you know, riches, you know, fame, fortune sure, thing, sure. Or, you know, and, you know, I checked my email every day as people do. And, and eventually, like two months later, I got an email saying, you know, we really like this book, but, you know, no. yeah, you know, which basically what I was able to glean from it is we like it. We just don't think we can sell it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And that didn't feel very good. But, you know, my third book I wrote where I was like, nah, this, this time, this time I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it away. And okay. like, I started to kind of see what people were looking for and see what I wasn't writing about that I wanted to and kind of put mm-hmm. them together. It was kind of a, and it just, it started to get really, like I said, like really serious. <laughs> like, like the process, it was fun. But once I got into the editing process and the revisions and revisions, it just got mm-hmm more and more you know aggravating and uh again i get toward the end of that writing that like it was became you know i guess like some writers this happens to them but it became detrimental to my health like it was like you 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 need to put this down for sure you know because i put so much weight on it like like this is the book that is going to make everything happen and uh, you know blah 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 blah. and it did it went nowhere yeah and uh, I was very upset, very, you know, all this stuff. And then I was like, you know what, man, fuck this. I don't, I don't care, you know? And like, I sent out queries for the first few books, but I was just like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I have a job. I enjoy my job. Why am I making this, uh, this unnecessarily stressful for myself? Mm-hmm. And I just, with every book, I just pull back more and more and, the process becomes more and more fun. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, that thing that, that like a lot of writers get where it's like, I am a writer and that's who I am. And if my writing sucks, that means I suck. Mm-hmm. And it's a very like, like artists in general, where like your yeah. art is so in entwined with your, uh, your self-esteem mm-hmm. and your personality that if it doesn't go anywhere, you get very sure. despondent. And I kind of just moved. Look, look, I am a writer. I have been a writer since I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. But but now for me, writing is not something that I am. Writing is something I do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think I think that's smart. We just interviewed Golden Angel, um, who's a great romance author and has been writing in the indie space and publishing in the indie space since I think she said 2005. So she's been at this a long time. And she said one of the reasons she thinks she was successful was the first couple of years, like you, she had a job. And so it was what she did at night as like her fun free time. But like she didn't put pressure on herself to write Mm -hmm. to the market or to write. She's like, I just wanted to have fun and write things I wanted to read. And like I was writing to fill the niche of things I was trying to find and I couldn't find. And she said that's why she felt like she did really well. Because like for years, she's like, I wasn't making that much money, but I was enjoying it. And so I just kept doing it. And then it like, Mm -hmm. you know, eventually snowballed. Um, so I think that's like mental health wise, like the smartest thing you can possibly do is not put pressure on yourself and feel yeah. like, like, oh, if my podcast isn't the number one podcast in arts in the next year, then I'm not worthwhile. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Like there's podcasts by the New York Times. Like what? Because you're, you, you're already awesome. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Like you did, that's it. Done. Yeah, you don't need done. to. You don't need yeah. to like I think the fact that you I think it. I think a lot of people who write and who are artists in general don't realize that like completing a project like you should feel so good about. It's so hard to write a book. It's so many words, it's so much time. It's so hard to like 
complete a painting that's gorgeous or to whatever your art is mm-hmm. i think it's so valuable to realize like you finished it like bam if whether or not people want to read it like that's a whole separate mm-hmm. part of the craft whether or not people want to you know consume it that's but like the fact that you know you finished a book and mm-hmm. and that's like super impressive i'm always impressed because I have not yet done that. That's it. Just seems like a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of time at my computer. Not that I don't spend a lot of time at my computer. But, yeah. but again, it's like each. I, I have found that each book that yeah. I've written has been its own experience. Mm-hmm. And the, I'm one of the things that kept me from wanting to do this in the first place was like I don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to get 200 pages into a book and realize I've written other shit right. and feel bad about myself. And since I wrote. Between the time I wrote the first book and I wrote the book that I'm writing now, mm-hmm. I've gotten like I've gotten 300 pages into a book. I've gotten 200 pages. Uh, one book, I got 80,000 words into it, Oof. and and I just said, eh, mm-hmm. not working. What I want to do right now, and it, it wasn't a waste of time. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, I enjoyed the writing process. But for me, it's like you know, it's like if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, right. And I'm not doing this at the moment to put bread on the table. Right. Why am I doing this? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a, I think that's a great way to look at it. I think it's a, it's an awesome point. I think our dear listeners take that to heart because if you're not enjoying the process of whatever it is that you're doing, that's what you're going to spend the most time on is the actual process of it, not the final product. So, yeah. And I mean, for me, I find that this is just me. I don't know about other people, but for me, most of the time when I am unhappy Mm -hmm. with anything, I am totally causing it. And again, I'm not saying that other people do that, but Mm -hmm. for me, it's like, like I set up like a deadline for myself and stress about meeting that deadline. And and I got to make that deadline. I got to make that deadline. And then it's like, why do you have this deadline? (laughs) You know, like. You totally made that up right? and you stressed yourself out about it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to me, if it's not, if it's not making my life enjoyable, either it's got to go or I got to change my perception about it because yeah. it's too short, man. I'm just, I agree. To me, it's, you know, it's like, and I've had like enough experiences that have really sucked to be a kind of person that to me, it's all about gratitude. And if I don't have gratitude for what is going on in my life and what I'm doing, then uh, not worth. It's not not worth it. I agree. Well, this has been so much fun, you guys. The book is Feud Season One. I will definitely link it below wherever you are listening to this podcast. And Adam, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for coming on and talking to me and hanging out with Romance at a Glance and for asking to be on our podcast. So cool. This was so. This was so awesome. Thank you for taking my uh, podcast virginity. Oh, <laughs> popping cherries left and right. I think you're like yep. our fourth one, and it makes me so happy every time. Just popping those cherries, you know? Yep, yep. This, this was a, a really a lot of fun, and I'm really thank you for letting me blather on. And, you know, I, that's what you're here for. You're here to talk about you. Um, yeah. All right, everybody. Until next time, dear listeners, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Bye for now. Thanks for hanging in with those romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.